The Football Pod on OTB Sports. Do you still listen to the Football Pod or is that like texting your ex? Absolutely. As I often said, I'm jealous that uh, I don't know who's so good, the little whore. <laughs> the Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. If you're into retro football kits, we have the perfect event for you. KitCon Era, Ireland's first kit conference, is coming to the Imperial Hotel Dundalk on Saturday, July the 2nd. That's Saturday week. There will be spectacular displays of football shirts, retro and new from all over the world and indeed some closer to home. Ireland soccer shirts will be the main attraction with his exhibition of iconic shirts from some of Ireland's most famous matches. Tickets are only €12 and the price includes entry fee, walking tour, entry to kit discussions and a raffle ticket as well. So you can keep an eye on our social channels, uh, on the social channels, sorry, of KitCon Era for more. So that's at KitCon Era for more details on social media and to tell us more about this event and talk through some of the retro jerseys we're joined by uh, Paul Behan who is the founder of Football Kitbox Uh, Paul, you're very welcome to the show how are you getting on? Hi guys, good morning, how are you? Uh, Tell us a little bit about this event in Dundalk Yeah, so it's a kiss extravaganza first type of uh, event of its kind in Ireland to the best of my knowledge and we're going to have all the collections that are in people's attics and wardrobes up and down the country uh, going to bring them out and show them off uh, we have kit experts who are going to be talking a little bit more uh, delving down deeper into the um, behind the scenes about the industry uh, General Joe Soaps who are into it uh, some vendors there if you want to pick up retro jerseys for yourself and uh, extra special little uh, comedy event as well which is all on top secret at the moment but it's guaranteed to be a really, really interesting event of football jerseys are your thing. Top secret comedy event at uh, football to... retro. Who could it be, yeah, Johnny? I'm, I am thinking that pretty much sort of characters, but right. who knows? I mean, I, yeah, I you might be on the right lines there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if 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 that were the case, that's. Uh, I I do think uh, I think you featured on LOI Central the podcast this week as well. Do you? Uh, I am trying to get the word out there, yeah. So I might be uh, popping up in a few different places, all right, yeah. It, it's it's a great idea because, like, I, I'm I'm minded the first football jersey I got. It was a Liverpool away jersey, and uh, it was twenty six pounds at the time. Wow, which pretty pricey. Fairness, it probably was pricey, but time. but I remember so going from Mount Bellew to my home, which is six or seven miles. I think I stopped at three of my mates' houses to show it off, and. Like I, I was the proud. I was so proud to have this away Liverpool jersey. The cars were green with the three stripes, and I'd say like there are a lot of people who like it's, it's an awful lot of nostalgia to this. Like whereas yeah. that that jersey that means more to you, like the the first goal United jersey I got or that first away Liverpool jersey. And I guess there'll be a nostalgia overload as well. Yeah, well, the beauty about kit collecting is that everybody has their own particular uh, slant on it. So some people are into the match worn stuff. Some people are into the. Uh, international some people are into the south american rare stuff some people are just into the irish uh stuff there's huge scope for it and it's um going through a bit of a renaissance in the last couple of years uh lockdown sort of helped it it was a a community that grew online at the time uh people were looking for um different positives to latch on to maybe and uh, an awful lot of collectors thought they were anoraks and nerds who were on their own sitting at home and when these online communities built, we realised that there's actually more of us out there. <laughs> so what have you got uh, in the room with you there? Like clearly for any of our uh, radio listeners, uh, we've got Paul in what looks like a massive closet of uh, classic football <laughs> kit. So is there any couple you want to show us this morning? 
Yeah, I have a few uh, our iconic Ireland shirts there. Because we have Eddie O'Mahony at the event, uh, he has the most iconic jerseys that are out there. He has He's going to bring uh, Ray Houghton's jersey from Stuttgart uh, oh. along to the event. And Richard Dunn's with the number five scrawled on it. And um, a few iconic shirts through the year. So I thought I might uh, bring you on a little story, if you let me. Amazing, uh, through, yeah. Through, through my own Irish experience. And, and everybody has a different... Um, jersey that they resonate with from their childhood or from seminal events in Irish football history I guess you know Yeah. Sure. so starting off with the easiest one uh, when the whole country came to a standstill and uh, a 12 year old Paul uh, ran out of the house screaming when David O'Leary uh, managed to put the penalty away quite a simple jersey but it will go down in time and relatively hard to get you know everybody knows it they're instantly recognisable Lovely little uh, chevrons, uh, shiny chevrons in the jacket all over it. A simple color, and it's it's what it represents for most people. So it's probably most people's favorite Irish shirt. Can you still pick shirt. those up these days? Like, are, like are they are they easy to get or? Yeah, I, I mean, Paul's the man to ask, isn't he? <laughs> that's, who, that's who I just asked. <laughs> are they well, you were looking for? at me. I mean, you were looking at me. I was like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, we've got a lot of things in, in, in this uh, closet here, so we've a lot of questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, you can still pick them up, but they will be. They will. They are getting more and more pricey. But okay. yeah, they are still available if you if you go looking for them. And um, there is a lot of counterfeit fakes out there as well. So be careful of that, mm. you know. And. Um, but no, they are available. If that's something that you want to latch onto and you're in nostalgia, you know, some people will pay pay the money for it, you know. And they hold their value, especially in the last few years. You know, the price of football, retro football shirts has, has increased. It's um, it's better than Bitcoin now. Yeah, mm. that's for sure. Uh, so <laughs> what else have you got there, Paul? Yeah, well, then we uh, jump forward to 93. Um, Adidas uh, equipment. This is a really popular one by collectors and this has the three Adidas stripes so this would have been around the time Paul I got that Liverpool away jersey it's, it's almost exactly the same style did you have three stripes here three stripes three but stripes I, I think they were smaller but I, I think it was uh, it was so oversized on me I don't even know the, the difference anymore but it was those three stripes that was so niche at the time so you're talking like yeah, early 90s yeah, that would have been yeah in around 92 and 93 that was it was a kind of a turquoise sort of a green wasn't mm, it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really popular, yeah, at the time. Because it was a bold move for Adidas, it was a whole new um, slant, uh, you know, uh, after their um, iconic West Germany one. This was another uh, way of Adidas sort of cementing their brand onto the jerseys. Uh, it was a really challenging campaign as well. I don't know uh, how, how old or young your listeners are, but we had Spain, Denmark, Northern Ireland in the group. You know, it was a tough, tough group. And obviously we uh, had to, do the job in Windsor Park. We were wearing the away one of this, which is just the white with the green stripes. Okay. Um, but not many people know that. You know, we finished. We finished on equal points, didn't we? It was a, and goals difference. Mm. So it was only goals scored that we actually pipped um, Denmark to to second place in the group. So we only came through with the skin of our teeth, and um, yeah. That's a that's a particular favourite of mine. Yeah, Billy Bingham's deaths the other day would have brought back an awful lot of memories of that night. And it's funny, like I think uh, when you read an obituary, uh, you probably get a slightly flattering view of somebody because certainly in Ireland we have a very nice way of of talking about people. But uh, when they pass away, but uh, Billy Bingham actually seemed like a better bloke than he seemed at the time. Because do you remember that Paul? It was like. 
that was I mean that that wasn't obviously the jersey we wore that night but that was a hell of a time I mean that that like I don't think we'll ever have a game like that again yeah it was a really strange time I suppose in Irish history and uh, you know Irish football history and I, I remember reading some uh, reports afterwards that the players maybe been afraid and some mm. players happened to be explained what was going on the vitriol in the ground uh, we weren't allowed there was no away fans allowed mm. but lots of them were sneaking in and uh, finding different ways to get in there and it was a highly highly charged event yeah yeah I don't think people kind of realise you know how 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 um what it was like at yeah. the time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that is the 1993 kit, and uh, there's obviously a, an away version of that as well. Uh, what's next up, Paul? Are we going chronologically yeah. here through the years? Yeah, pretty well. Just to maybe seminal moments in Irish football history that people might resonate with. That's the whole idea mm. of shirts. They mean different things for different people, I guess. Uh, for me, uh, USA 94... Um, I did have the home one, but it was too big, so I actually gave it to another collector. The away one, probably one of my favourite ever um, Ireland shirts. Um, John Aldridge uh, having a go at That's the right. yellow hat man is uh, is probably my favourite memory of it. Uh, I was 16. I was in um, Greece, Crete at the time, and it was a huge community there of Irish people that were just... Uh, jam-packed into this bar watching this event uh, that was we, we thought it was going to be Italian idea I guess all over again uh, amazing amazing World Cup and this shirt is um, again one of the most popular white shirt beautiful jacquard the FAI logo all the way through the material little fade in the stripes and again Adidas just taking it I think to a new level and the World Cup meant so much to people of all ages, you know, especially the win over Italy. And if if it wasn't that hot in Orlando, things could have been different. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, what's next? Uh, not really synonymous with like great Irish football, but probably two of my favourite ever shirts. The controversial orange one that we all know about the INLA stories and having a Macedonia. And uh, I won't go into too much detail, but that one is really, really, really sought after. And then the home version of it always remembers, always reminds me of um, Keith O'Neill and, you know, Mm. these players that we tend to kind of forget, you know. But really, really difficult qualifying uh, campaign and didn't really... uh, Belgium. Oh yeah, playoff. Mm. Wasn't it? We, we were we were kind of in a transitional mode post Jack at that stage. Yeah, it's it's like I mean every campaign is either excruciating around that time or mm. glorious, mm. and um, yeah, yeah, that was certainly yeah, yeah. the, the former. Uh, so we've got a couple more as well, Paul. Yeah, well, two thousand and two. Then uh, my first born was as a baby, so I, uh, and it was the first thing in the morning. Do you remember? It was like eight o'clock in the morning. The mm. matches were Kevin Kilban comes to mind straight away. Kevin Caban, Damien Duff for me, um, just because he had such a, a a good World Cup, and it was made famous this shirt by um, some dude in chinos and people of Tokyo. Did you see that? Oh post? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, Tokyo Fashion yeah, Week or something. Really, really strange time. Obviously, you've done Saipan a few a while ago. There, what happened? So we won't go down there. <laughs> not at this hour of the morning. Um, but I thought Robbie Keane and, and Damien Duff for me, um, <clears throat> just two bright young Irish players that took their game to a new level with everything happening around them. That's the strong memory for me there. And um, 
yeah, that, that sure brings mixed mixed reactions, let's say. Paul, can I ask you about a jersey behind you there? It's just over your head. It's got like a turquoise, blue, yellow, purple sleeve. Uh, a white end to the sleeve. Do you see yeah. it? Uh, what, what, what jersey is that? Wow. Ah. This is VFL uh, Bosham 1992 to 93. Home shirt. Obviously. Long sleeve. Zavich on the back and signed. So it's his actual match-worn shirt. Um, that is a mad jersey. That's class. Yeah. yeah. This is an embroidered uh, crest, on uh, embroidered crest, embroidered sponsor, embroidered here. And um, really unusual shirt, really. The 90s, I suppose, were the pinnacle for... Um, Shirts, they don't really make them like them anymore. They were, you know, high quality, beautiful design in them. They're a little bit more mass produced, a lot of them now. So uh, I don't know if the shirts that we have today will last 30 years or 40 years like those ones. For a moment there, I felt like I was just kind of getting fitted for a suit or something. It's just like Paul just says, well, how would this, how would this fit you? Yeah. But on that note, Paul, this is <laughs> one of my biggest bugbearers in modern sport and in football. What is the point of a jersey if you're going to change it every bloody year? If you don't change the sponsor or you don't change the, the, the manufacturer of the jersey, like, and look, you look at bows, right? So bows are like notionally one of the most kind of left-leaning socialist clubs and they're doing great work in community which they are yeah, they brought out yet another jersey it was basically honouring a bloody bus like so like how can you keep bringing out jerseys what's the point saying oh this is a lovely jersey well if it's that lovely why are you replacing it next year I mean save the jersey for a couple of years give it some sort of a legacy yeah but then we'd have nothing to collect We've loads to collect. I mean, like, if you, I can't remember, like, if you're a Liverpool fan, how many jerseys can you remember since the one I'm talking about? If they change it every year, can you, like, and it's, it's not affordable either for a lot of people anymore. So it's like, what is the point of changing the jersey? Because then it doesn't have any sort of a legacy, I feel. Yeah, there is uh, definitely, you know, a couple of different factions at the moment, and there is a lot of uh, overproducing, uh, certainly from clubs. And uh, there was the case maybe 20 years ago in the Premier League where you had to keep shirts on a two year cycle. So there, uh, there is clamours mm. uh, to, to bring that back as well, especially, you know, to bring the cost down. But I suppose it's a cash cow for most of the clubs for for the League of Ireland clubs now um, you can't really get jerseys from the last 20 or 30 years because they never really produced mm. many of them whereas now Galway United's jersey this year has been their greatest ever selling home kit uh, Bows in the last few years are selling kits all over the world now um, Shells now are starting to sell uh, kits in China and Japan off the back of uh, their new management uh, appointment so I, I, I guess there's, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I can see it from the consumer's point of view, but you don't, you don't have to buy them. I guess <laughs> there is a huge surge in, in the counterfeit market as well, mm. which is kind of pulling against that because people are resentful maybe of paying high prices every year, and that's why there's been an upsurge in in, um, in cheap re- reproductions coming from China as well. So. There is a case of some of the bigger Premier clubs, Premier League clubs, might be shooting themselves in the foot. You know, it was pointed out to me yesterday. Sorry that, uh, like, not not every new kit has uh, some of those proceeds going to uh, going to charity. You know, I mean, like, what is it? Ten percent of the the Bowes jerseys going to LGBT Ireland? And yeah, uh, well, 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 there's a kind of a, there's a funny story to this because they've been drawn against Finn Harps. 
<laughs> Finn Harps wear blue, right? So the Bowes jersey is blue. So if they lose to Finn Harps in theory, and I presume Finn Harps aren't going to change their jersey, you know they may never get to wear this jersey. But the, it was made, it was a point made to me yesterday by, admittedly, uh, a non Bowes fan. He's like, if you're all about sustainability at Bowes, which they in theory they are, they're like they have a climate officer, I think, and all that. How are you bringing out another football jersey? I mean, it just doesn't. You, there's no need whatsoever for this jersey. And fair enough, the ten percent. But like, come on, I mean. 10% and like it, it, I don't know the Bob Marley thing was class this to me is just it's a, it's a little it's a step too far okay so that, that's the line but is it a case yeah. that you don't you don't like the style of it is that what impairs your judgement I mean the home jersey is probably one of the best it's a gorgeous jersey right? yeah but like why, why do you need to bring out a, a one-off jersey um, that looks like a seat in Dublin bus with you know and the LGBT thing like I don't know fair enough but like it's 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 publicity Let's and it's capitalism as well in my view that's what it is and Bose they, they're, they're in danger of going a step too far on this stuff yeah. but the broader point is don't be bringing out a jersey every year I, I, I really really annoys me because like first of all what, if, it's a, if it's that nice a jersey why don't you honour it yeah, I think it's a class jersey, to be honest. Which the, 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 the Dumbos, Dumbos, yeah, yeah. It's, it's each their own. Like, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it, but like, I mean, anyway, yeah, I think, I think it's nice. And like, I mean, as I say, it's like if okay, I, I know that they kind of play up the whole social um, aspect of the club, but not every club is giving ten percent of uh, jersey sales to a charity or to some sort of organisation that that does positive work. So I'm not sure. I think that, I think at least there is that there's some attempts to try and be consistent with their values a little bit. I don't know, like people who hate Bose, people who love Bose will probably have. I think they're great in general. I think like they they, they genuinely do stuff in the community. I just think this is uh, excessive. Um, where were we, Paul? <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we were. We, we want to talk about this. I know uh, most people, most fans, wouldn't want to talk about this because 2012. Um, Good oh, actually, times. Actually, the most successful ever Irish shirt. The Carling, sh- Cup, oh. Carling Cup of Nations oh, yeah. champions, 2011, is the one I'm wearing. All oh, right. Okay. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it's up up there with the Icelandic <laughs> Triangular Tournament as some of Ireland's greatest moments. Do you have actually, do you have the one from sort of the 80s with the, the Shamrock, the real old school O'Neill's one? No, I don't. Uh, the 1991 is the, is the earliest uh, that I have. Well, that's I disappointing. Have the, the, the 80s ones yet. Not yet. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Because they there, must there be... Will be. There will be uh, some of them at KitCon era as well. Like So if you're into the really retro stuff, that, that's the place. What's the most like a jersey would go for? Uh, Maradona's one in, from 1986 went for 7 million there. A few, uh, oh, yeah. Ago. Yeah, um, that that's so that's that's the upper bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a nineteen eighties, a nineteen eighties Ireland church, you're probably looking at setting yourself back a few hundred euros. Okay, that. that's alright. I'm sure when Peter Shilton sells his, it'll go for eight million pounds, or he won't stop until it actually gets bought for <laughs> for such a price. So next Saturday week is in Dundalk. Uh, how do people find out more details about this, Paul? Yeah, all the social channels at KitCon Era and uh, Instagram and Twitter are probably the two most uh, popular ones. Um, all the information is there. Uh, kids and seniors are free, so it's a great day out for the family. If you're a passing fan, you're going to have some of the iconic Irish shirts that, you know, form part of your memory. So come and see them in the flesh. And if you're an ardent collector, there's going to be loads of stuff for you as well. So there's stuff available there for anyone if you have any sort of interest in football or kit uh, come along and um, yeah check us out it's going to be a great event
Great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning, Paul, and uh, cheers for showing us your wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Have a great morning. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.